Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Access All Areas. I feel like I say this every week. I maybe need to get a new intro. I'm Stephen Lang. <laughs> and I'm Bobby Norris. How are you both? <laughs> we do have the same intro every week. I love it. We'll shake it up one day, I promise. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm all right. I, I'm a solid 7 out of 10 today. Everything's all right. Kind of fine. How's that? That's a Brighter good evening. Tuesday. Yeah. Um, yeah, all right. How about you, Bob? All good, thank you, babe. I'm an eight. Um, okay, like, so you're slightly above me, right? Okay, slightly got it. above, feeling positive, but you hit the nail on the head. I think it is the lighting. Um, it's making <laughs> such a difference. Every time we we recall this, like, especially during winter, mm. I'm sitting and it is like night time, basically, mm-hmm. at the time we record it. And um, there, there's a little bit of light in the sky. So we're Tiny making, little chink. Tiny little bit. And um, no storm today with a name. Which has been quite awake. Do you know what? We were talking about this today. I was like, I don't know if I can deal with another day of wind. It's pretty bad. And I do feel for those people who've had serious damage and, you know, there's a couple of lives lost. That has been quite serious. Um, as much as, you know, I can laugh about the fact there was just a, a bin bag of rubbish flew past my window at one point. I was like, do you get any more East London than that? That was the, <laughs> that's the most East London thing I've ever seen. Um, but it's all, all pretty good on that. I'll tell you what I have been doing, Bob. You'd be proud of me. I've been going to the gym a lot. How are you finding it? Quite good. Once I get into it, I've been doing, I've been doing classes and I've been doing some little sessions by myself. Been like four or five times in the last week. Um, hey, and I've actually, I've actually been quite enjoying it. I think once you get into the swing of it, that's it. Know, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, you just need to be doing it and it not does be lazy. Make you, it does give you um, a good feeling after. Mm. You know what I mean? You kind of get that release of, and I can never say the word, is it endorphins? endorphins. Yeah, endorphins, that's the one. You definitely kind of get that little pick up, even though after the time I'm, I'm crawling out on my hands and knees after a leg day. Um, how about the swimming? Because you was going to start getting into swimming as well, wouldn't you? Not so much. Not so much. I find I just get way too out of breath too quickly. I think I've, I probably haven't done any proper swimming since I was like a teenager. So it's a long time ago now. You know, I just find I need it was my techniques just terrible, clearly. So um, I need to um, get a bit better at that. But yeah, otherwise really enjoying it. I'd quite like to get you inspired me, actually. I kind of want to get into swimming a little bit again. It is I'm nice. Not, I'm not a good. I'm not the best at swimmers. I can make do on holiday. Do you know what I mean? But I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Breast going up to the going up to the, the the pool yeah. bar is not the same as a ten no. strokes. And, I mean, <laughs> I've got, I can't really front crawl, which I don't know if that's an embarrassing thing to say at the age of thirty five. But I can't. You know, when you see these people and they, and they stay in a straight line, I can literally end up the other side of a pool if I try. <laughs> I, I've just never mastered it. I, I've just, I'm very much a breaststroke kind of guy, which is something I say often. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Norris, breast man. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no one's ever accused me of that before either. Funnily enough, you don't have to be good at everything, though, Bob. You can clearly, you can clearly lift a few weights. So that's all that matters. Yeah, that's um, a nice way to look at it. It's always a feel-good vibe, us. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, we, have, we have a very exciting um, show coming up today. We have Chloe Crowhurst, who was actually due to come on a couple of weeks ago, but is now available, uh, former Love Islander and now pregnant. So we've got plenty um, to talk about with her. And then we have the legend that is Scott from Five, um, Scott Robinson on. Love a bit of Five. Yeah, to talk about some new tours and new music that um, they've got coming out. And then we've got your pal at the end of the show. 
Yeah, Tanya. Oh, Tanya Bartley. It'd be lovely to have a little catch up with her. She's got she's been a busy girl. Yeah, yeah. Loads, loads to talk about with her. Loads it's to been, chat about. It's been a bit of a mixed bag this week with um, showbiz news, and I feel like we probably should touch on some really sad news. Obviously, what happened with um, Jamal Edwards, who was basically, you know, friends with every. <laughs> musician you've ever sort of that's come out in the last 10 years from Britain really um to die to pass away at just 31 um was a real shock I think to a lot of people and really feel for his his mother who a lot of people know as as Brenda Edwards former x-factor singer turned um loose woman um so yeah I mean bit of a shock that wasn't it Bob absolutely like you say um just faults go out to that the family and the friends, it, it's just awful. I'm 31 years old and I, it's always awful whatever age someone yeah. passes, isn't it? Um, but when someone's achieved so much in, in such a short life, um, more so than a lot of people do in a long life, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it's just, it's heartbreaking. It really is. Have you seen the memorial? Um, there's, I've done a lovely... I don't know what you would call it. I guess. I yeah, I know. I know. Like yes, it is like a memorial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I um, see that um, Brenda was there last night singing "Bless Her," and so many people had turned out, and it's like mountains and mountains of flowers. Um, and at a time, I think it, it's always such a shock, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I think anyone dying, you know, at thirty-one, such a young age, is always going to be like a, a big shock. Um, and yeah, like we said, just really feel for for, for Brenda and and all of his family who um, will now be grieving. I mean, it's just just dreadful story, really. Um, we just hope they can find some pieces. It's just awful, isn't it? It's such a young age. Yeah, so sad. Um, but it's not all been um, uh, rough news this week. There's been some. Uh, there's been some happy happy news. We've just um, just seen Vicky Patterson. Um, uh, a girl who's been on our, on the show before is um, is is engaged. Engaged, yeah, bless her. Um, to Erkan, so, yeah. So, so that's really sweet. I literally saw only a couple of hours ago on Instagram. Funny enough, mm. um, I mean, lovely ring. Yeah, gorgeous ring. So it was in <laughs> Dubai, wasn't it? And yeah. um, and and the funny thing is, I think she's she has been fairly unlucky enough, but she's actually been with Erkan for quite a while now. Like. Three years, I think. Um, and actually, I interviewed her. She was doing something for a weight loss brand. I can't remember which one. And I interviewed her there. And Erkan was there as well. And I've met Vicky quite a lot over the years through my magazine work. And I've interviewed her on here and bits and bobs. And um, and she's always like been a good laugh. And actually, I really felt like Erkan and her were well-matched. Um, yeah. uh, uh, so I, I'm pleased to hear that... Um, Things are going well enough to get engaged, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, like you say, I, I think they they seem like so perfect for each other, you know. And um, I mean, I, I think it was last year I saw on Instagram. I think they had recently moved. Um, yeah, they're nice. Essex. They're Essex. Like, uh, don't they live now in Essex? Yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's moved to Essex now. She's been in Essex a little while. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, no, com- complete congratulations to the both of them. 
It's, would you uh, would you like a big if you were gonna someone's gonna get down on one knee? Do you think big beach people around you? Would you be up for that, or do you think something more private? Do you know what it's always a it's a it's a funny one because even though I do the job I do, I've always kind of thought, and I mean you can never predict, especially someone's proposing to you, they're going to yeah. do it when they feel right, aren't yeah. they? But for me, you know, like if you've ever been in a restaurant. When it's so public and there's people so close, I, 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 it, it kind of gives me a little bit of um, an anxiety thing. Do you know what I mean? Even Does it though, make you get like that kind of weird, like you get a bit hot and a bit flustered? Yeah. Completely. That's kind of how I think, yeah. And you'd like to think that if it's someone that's proposing to you, that you, it, 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 it would feel right and that you would want to say yes, obviously. So it's not even the fact that you're going to sit there and, and I'm, I get that feeling because I'd want to say no. <laughs> but it, it's, yeah, it, it's a funny one. Um, what about you, public or private? I can't ever see that I will be a person that gets married. Would you enough. not like to get married? I don't think so. I haven't seen a lot of um, happy marriages in my life um and I think it really like especially growing up and I think it kind of clouds your judgment a bit so I don't know I think it obviously depends on the person but for me I feel like if I got with someone and marriage was on the cards they would know that I would not be a public engagement kind of person and if they were to do that then they probably weren't (laughs) the right person for me although you know having said that who knows what what would happen, you know, with the, you know, you may change your mind on things like that. Because um, I guess you have that yeah. conversation, don't you? Whilst dating and in a relationship, you you would know your partner to kind of know what would be their ideal kind of. Um, but obviously, if, if it was your Mr. Right um, and the, the gesture, wherever it is, I think is always a lovely thing. But for me, yeah, just always kind of, it's, it's a funny one, isn't it? How about children? Do you think you'd like children? I, funnily enough, had exactly that conversation with a colleague today. No. <laughs> no, I've got my nephews. I think that's enough for me. I quite like my life as it is. But again, if I met the right person and the option came up and maybe I wanted to, maybe. Do you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I'd love the whole marriage and children thing. Well, speaking of uh, people, uh, babies, we've got um, Chloe ready to come in. So um, so let's get her in for a chat. Let's do or it. Chloe Crowhurst. Hello. Hello. Sorry, I've, I've done how to work this. <laughs> <laughs> now, Chloe, we've been in a pandemic for a long time now. What do you mean you don't know how to how to do a Zoom call? Listen, listen I do. I was on house party, not on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I was on. I was on the. Uh... Old school version of house party. <laughs> that got deleted for me after a week, that house party, when I realised that anyone could come in at any time. No, getting rid of that. Well, <laughs> there you go. I never got into the whole house party vibe, but it, it was a moment, wasn't it? Everyone was yeah, on it. Really yeah, I'm like, yeah, honestly, I think it was kept me going through lockdown, that. All my, all my friends are on it. it, was just drinking, or some, someday they'd only get out, get ready to be on house party, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny old time when you think about it now, isn't it? It is very yeah, right. When you look at yeah. that moment in time where we was literally living for a Zoom quiz, uh, yeah, not knowing what to do. Oh, just what want to say, like? oh, by the way, congratulations, and you look amazing. Thank you. Gosh, I'm starting to feel very, um, very pregnant at the moment. Let's say. Why is that? What's happening? 
it's just hard work you know it's literally is like having a watermelon stuck on your tummy <laughs> it really is it's funny because as well kind of I'm, I'm working with someone at the moment who's who's she must be six months now and it's literally gone from you couldn't even tell she's pregnant to two weeks yeah. later boom it's like there there's a baby there <laughs> yeah and then when it starts growing it doesn't stop you know <laughs> and every day you think oh my gosh and how are, how are you finding it? Have you suffered with morning sickness? No, to be fair, I've been really lucky. Like, I haven't had any kind of, I don't know, would you call it symptoms? Um, I haven't had anything kind of related to, like, pregnancy symptoms that are bad. Um, haven't had any morning sickness, haven't really craved anything. Um, I ha- it's just tiring, that's about as far as it gets for me. And it's starting to get a bit uncomfortable, you know, trying to get comfortable. The back aches a little bit, a little bit bad. I feel like a 90-year-old woman, but it's all right. <laughs> and you announced <sighs> on Instagram that you're having a little girl. Is she yes, making out? Can you, do you feel a kick? Because I'm guessing the first time you feel that must be strange. Yeah, well, to be honest with you, I think, like, so my placenta's at the front, you see, so they, they say that you don't feel the movements as quick or as much. Right. Um, but now, obviously, I am nine months now. Um, I am due next month. Um, oh, you really? I didn't realise it was yeah, that far. Yeah, I am, I'm yeah, working. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I can see, see my tummy, like, if I'm laying in the bath or something, I can see my tummy, like, all like this. No. And, yeah, and some days, like, you wake up and your tummy's not round, it's like... <laughs> it's an elbow. <laughs> yeah, it's really bizarre. And when people say to me, what does it feel like? The only way I can actually describe it is it just feels like there is an alien in there. <laughs> there must be no other yeah you'll never experience anything like this unless you're pregnant right so yeah yeah, the fact that there's uh, because that's a full-size baby now then if you're almost ready to give but i don't know that's why it's so bizarre when you say it out loud it's weird it's crazy you mentioned that your placenta's at the front that does your what, what's the woman called? Sorry, or the other people called? Like, is it midwife? Midwife, the, yeah. Do they say? Do, does that change your your birth at all? Because you know, sometimes no, I mean, I don't know. Much I d- no, I, I, don't, I don't think it does. Um, it's quite a normal thing. Um, it's either at the bottom, which is I think is quite bad, at the front or at the back. Um, and I think it's fine. No issues. At, well, not that I know of, anyway. <laughs> How are you feeling um, about the birth? Do you know what? Like, I'm not actually worried about it. Like, I'm, st- I don't know why, because I'm not really a chilled person, but since being pregnant, I'm very chill. You know, I'm completely unorganized. I've got no idea what's going on. I'm just going with the flow and just seeing what happens. Um, I've started doing hypnobirthing. Um, and, and, you know, it was one of them things that I was like, do I do it or do I not? Like, I don't really believe in all of that kind of stuff. But it's really good because it teaches you a lot of stuff about birth that you don't already know. Um, mm. So it's just another way of learning about stuff that your body goes through rather than, you know, just winging it. Um, and it just it's all about just being calm. It's all about your mindset, the hypnobirthing. And I do believe that obviously having a positive mindset will be helpful to me and apparently when you're in labor um your adrenaline slows down the birth because it stops the hormone oxytocin which is what helps you to give birth 
So you don't want to be having these rushes of adrenaline. You want to be chill. You want to be calm. And that way it helps the baby come out. So I, like, um, I had a friend who, who did it, funnily enough, and she said that um, it was actually a really nice experience giving birth for her because she did hypnobirthing. Yeah. Because exactly like you said, you get into a different mindset and something manages to, I don't know, yeah. I mean, great though, great great to be in that sort of, especially if you're naturally like a bit yeah, of a Yeah, so I'm, I'm not really, like, I'm very, you know, you know I, well, I thought I had a good pain threshold. If you ask me that next month, I might tell you a different <laughs> story. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to go for it. You know, listen, one way is coming out or, you know. That's kind of it in there. a way, isn't it? Like you kind of, <laughs> I think with a lot of people with birth, they might they might not want to, they might not like pain or whatever, but it's happening. You kind of have yeah. to just You've get got on no with choice, it. You've got no choice, have you? Yeah. Out. Anything special planned for the placenta, Chloe? No, a lot of people have it put into capsule form. Some people cook it, don't know. Listen, I'm not going to lie. I did actually get a delivery yesterday. It's from Placenta Plus. Um, I'm turning it into capsules. Yeah. And what do they um, say the benefit of that is? Because I've seen so much about that over the last few years on social media. Yeah. So do you know what? So I was really sceptical about it. But I wrote my birth plan with my midwife a couple of weeks ago and I asked her about it. And she said, you know, people have had really positive experiences. Um, so it just helps with like, obviously, your hormones and stuff. They take a massive drop when you give birth. So it helps with your hormones, levels you out a little bit. Um, it helps with your milk supply if you're breastfeeding. Um, it helps you apparently lose weight a little bit quicker. Um, it just, there's a lot of benefits to it, you know. I don't think it's, you know, scientifically proven. Um, but there is a lot of benefits. They say it's meant to be great. So I'll give it a go. But the thing is, the people that I speak to, they've had one or two kids and they've had their placenta turned into pills. How do they know if it works or not? Because they wouldn't have known any different, would they? Yeah, completely. Yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> so I don't know, you know, but obviously it's full of it's full of amazing nutrients and stuff like that. You can donate it, and, and I don't know, you can donate your cord and stuff to cancer patients. I don't know whether you knew that. Um, wow. Because yeah, because the blood stem cells in it are in, absolutely incredible. Oh yeah, that would make sense, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, it can only be positive. It can only give me positive, right? Nothing negative is going to happen. It's part of my body. Yeah. Um, and it's got it's full of nutrients that I've been feeding to my baby for nine months. So you know, I'll give it a go. It's kind it's of a bit weird. Pure goodness, really, when you think about it, because it's been feeding the baby like say for nine months. So exactly, it's something yeah. that you've But yeah, I've seen so much about it on social media. I mean, yeah, back in the days, it's... nothing new that people used to eat. I think some people used to fry it up. I don't know if you That's ate it like sunny as a fry up. <laughs> Yeah, but in a sandwich. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think they just because to be fair, I think these like people just dry the placenta out and then just crumble it into capsules. I'm not sure, but you know, I think that's what they do. But do you know you can actually turn it into like, face cream and like cream for your baby and everything. Like I um, didn't know. What? Now I do. <laughs> yeah, like, like all facial oils and stuff. I knew coming out, I'd be glowing. I'd be like a new woman afterwards. So, ha- <laughs> so what do you do? Because obviously you give birth to a placenta after the baby, don't you? Yeah, you do, yeah. And then what do you do? Do you have to then, do you go like to the post office and send the placenta <laughs> like, via DPD to this clinic? So do you know what? Right? So my box that I've got, it actually says on it, in, on big 
right it's saying contains human tissue right so the poor guy who has to pick that up <laughs> probably thinking what's going on but he knows it only knows also yeah <laughs> um, but what you do is you um they send you a box and inside this box is like um you know like a silver tin foil bag type thing okay. which is full of ice bags so what you do is you put the ice bags in the freezer um, and then obviously when you go to the hospital to give birth, you obviously take that all with you. Um, and then your midwife, you give birth to your placenta, gets put into this silver thing with the um, with the ice bags. And then you ring a number and the courier comes and collects it. Ah, from the Amazing. hospital? Well, no, I think it must be some sort of delivery service. I'm not so sure. <laughs> it's just that it just says, call this number and we'll send someone to come and collect it. So, <laughs> Got a know. placenta here for you. Yeah, I'm <laughs> ready. You know, who'll get it? So other than your placenta box, have you got, have you got um, your bag packed, ready to go? Or um, I'd like to say yes to this, but um, <laughs> in all honesty, I don't. Um, I've got this suitcase actually that was it's pre-made it's a pre it, it's all packed for me right but there's obviously stuff that I need to add like clothes and stuff I've got a pile upstairs of what I need to pack I just haven't done it yet right. um I'm just I just there's so much to do and I've got no time for it you know I'm just like <laughs> I'm just I'm just going with the flow I could give birth at any point and I wouldn't be ready but you know it's fine. <laughs> have any of your fellow Love Islanders reached out that have become mums and given you like, no, advice? No, to be fair, I don't really stay in contact with any of the, the girls from Love Island. Um, just because I think, you know, after the show, you kind of lose contact with people because you realise that you're not... I don't know, when you're in there, you kind of... I suppose it's like big brother isn't it you make these friends because you have to make these friends there's only people that are in there that you, you can talk to right when you come out on the outside world you realize that these people aren't you know you don't have as much as in, in common as you think you do um quite an intense, you, quite an intense thing being in the house once yeah out, away from it yeah yeah but um so i don't really speak to the girls i speak to a couple of the guys still um from love and like myself you know i've got so much time for myself um, he's he's lovely, yeah, um, and it was, he's got a little boy, so I'll um, I'll definitely have to reach out to him a little bit more, um, and see what parenthood is all about because uh, quite clearly, quite frankly, I literally don't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> have you been Have you been working while you've been sort of? Yeah, so, um, so I do. Yeah, so I work full time, um, eight thirty to four thirty. Um, so I'm so I'm in the office working, and then obviously weekends and stuff like that because I'm living up north at the moment with my partner so um on the weekends I tend to be going to Essex quite a lot recently I'm just trying to cram everything in you know while I can um so really truly, I don't have much time at home so I'm finding it quite difficult to get prepared um and um yeah it's it's quite a lot and traveling traveling back and forth to Essex all the time is <laughs> a lot um so yeah I don't have much time to get prepared but you know I've got two weeks maternity leave I've got this you know I'm gonna do it so you're gonna take two weeks well beforehand yeah oh right and I was gonna we, say jeez yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, see you in a fog don't think I don't think I've even got to walk after two weeks <laughs> <laughs> so you, you tend to keep your relationship quite private especially on social media is that a conscious decision no it's not really like the thing is there's all there's an 
like with my pregnancy and stuff like that, I didn't announce it for quite a long time anyway, just because, you know, I've had very bad um, experiences in the past with like pregnancies and stuff like that. I've had three miscarriages before. Um, so I was under quite specialist care at first. So it wasn't something I wanted to advertise and, and, and cause stress upon. Um, my boyfriend doesn't really like being in photos and stuff. He's, he's, he's a photographer and videographer. He'd rather be behind the camera than in front of it. Um, therefore, we just don't really have, you know, like loads of photos to share and stuff like that. And there is stuff on social media that you want to keep private. And also, like, I've had relationships on social media in the past. And let's put it that this way. It's, it's n- not good. What benefit do you get from it? You know, you don't. And also, like, my boyfriend doesn't have a personal page. He's just got a business page, you know, where all his work is on and stuff like that. So I don't know. It would, you know, might get a few clients if I was tagging him all the time. But, um, <laughs> you know, you know it's, it's not something that you, you know, you want your business to be associated with you with some girl on Love Island. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's just one really of those good. things. I think that's quite good because there'll probably be people that have done Love Island that will be like, no, you've got to do the public thing. And, you know, but for you, you kind of get it and sort of... Yeah, and, and to be quite honest with you, like, when I... A previous relationship I had before, I put that on social media. The same day that I put it on social media, gosh, the messages were flooding through to my boyfriend at the time and there was all these follower requests and stuff. And I just think... Some people just don't have no respect and, mm. you know, but people like make up stories and, oh yeah, do you know, Chloe done this or she's done that. And to be honest with you, I'm too old for that drama. Like I'm so chill. I'm happy. Um, and that's all that matters. It's nobody else's business to be quite honest with you. Um, and me and my partner are happy together. You know, we're ha- we are together. People write on Instagram all the time. Oh, she's not with her boyfriend and all this. And it's like, wasn't none of your business if I, if I wasn't, wasn't, you know. Um, but I feel Bad like because point. you do because you do have a platform. Same with you, Bob's. I feel like people feel like they're entitled to know every single detail about your life, and it's not always something that's a a good thing because there is stuff that you want to keep private. And like your friends and your family, they know, and then they're the people that are important. And and as long as you're happy, that's all that matters in my eyes. Absolutely, Clive. I'm hundred percent. Well, um, Clive, best of luck to you. You've got Thank a lot, you. Lot coming, coming up. Oh, um, no. and, and hope the birth goes all right. Thank you so much for speaking to us this evening. Really, no problem. It. Thank you for having me, guys. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Take care, Come back guys. anytime. Best See of luck later, with guys. everything. Enjoy oh, yeah, the placenta so capsules. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you some in the post, Bob. You can have some as well. Delicious. <laughs> bye, darling. Thank you. See bye. you later, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. I, I, we could do. We could do this on the show if you get a little presenter tablet and put it in your put it in your tea. Stop what... popping it with a chamomile. <laughs> Lovely. Um, yeah. Wow. She's. I didn't realise she's almost ready to pop. So uh, yeah. Best of luck to her. Pregnancy is looking very good on her though. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. Really does. I have to say. It's so true. Um, no, that's say when they say. Oh, man, I've, I forgot what the saying is. The but glow, it, like the glow. Get a glow. That's the one. Yeah. Isn't it true? How some people definitely like just bloom through with yeah definitely is for some people like chloe but then there are others who you know look like they (laughs) haven't had sleep in six months so i mean it is really one thing or the other isn't it um well we have our next guest um scott from five here so let's get him in for a chat let's do it hello can you hear me hello scott you're right 
Yeah, not too bad. Good, good. Thank you for joining us this evening. No worries. You all right, Bob? All good, my end. Thank you. All good. Yourself? Yeah, good, mate. Nothing to complain about. I'm liking this hat and beard similarity we're getting how you been doing scott yeah not too bad yeah. not too bad at all it's a, it's a it's an exciting time to be back in music for you i guess yeah yeah it's, it's nice to actually be able to get back on a stage as well so yeah no it's pretty good that this it all seems to be going away it's certainly going in the right direction tell me scott i want to hear about the new album what's the what's the sound is it gonna be is it what we know and love Um, It's got a little bit of the past because I think we're quite mindful when we're doing the album that you couldn't just disappear off the music scene for 20 years and then come back with a completely different sound. So we've kind of tried to be like an adult version of ourselves with still a little bit of the nostalgia in there because, you know, we still do gigs up and down the country and they still love our old music. So it'd be silly to completely turn our backs on that and just go in a different direction. So it's where we think we would have been musically had we have been making music through the years, is what we've tried to do. And does it feel like 20 years, Scott? Um, no, because obviously where we've kept our toe in the industry, you know, you know, doing gigs and stuff and doing, you know, doing tours. I mean, what a lot of people don't understand is before the, you know, the pandemic, it wasn't like we've just got back together for this album. We've been active. We've been doing tours all over the world. Yeah. It's only, and the only time we've had time to actually make the album is because of the pandemic. So, no, it, it doesn't feel like 20 years. When I think of it being 20 years, it makes me feel really old. Um, <laughs> and I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got two tours coming up this year. Is that right? Yeah. So we've got, uh, well, actually, there's a few more. We've got one in Australia oh, yeah. um, end of the year. Uh, we've got the 90s Baby Tour, um, which is a joint act tour in the UK, um, and like all festival stuff over the summer. So, yeah, keeping really busy. Has the dynamic changed? I mean, I know you've obviously, you boys have carried on performing throughout, but the fact there's the three of you rather than the five when you started out, has that changed things for you, or is just naturally how it's evolved? Um, it's naturally how it's evolved. I mean, the three people that are in the band now are three people that want to be in the band and the other two, you know, you know, they don't, they don't want to do it and that's their choice. And I've got no problem with that, you know, um, but it, it's a happier place. I mean, obviously when you're, when you're younger, you've got a lot going on and you're chucked into the industry at such a young age. I mean, people forget we were, well, Sean was 15 years old. I was 17 years old going into a band so and we, you know, four and a half years of, of just constantly working. It was it was brutal. And there were some amazing moments. There were some real dark moments in there. The problem was back in that day, there was mental health weren't a thing, but it was a thing, but no one spoke about it. Yeah, and yeah. you just got you just got told to get on the stage, put up and shut up, really, is is genuinely what it was. Um it's a better place to be now. We're doing it because we want to. We're doing it because we're on the stage and we love each other's company now and We've all got families, we've all got, you know, we've all got kids. It's just, it's just great to be in five at the moment. It really is. Yeah. What? Sorry, Bob, go on. I was just going to say, you're so right. I think, and thankfully, people speak so much more about mental health now. And there seems to be less stigma around it, even though still to this day, people still feel there is. But we've come on leaps and bounds. Do you feel when you look back, was there not really much duty of care to protect you? Like if you ever needed someone to speak to, 
I mean, on, honestly, Bob, I mean, um, I, I know what you've done to, you know, to try and stop online bullying and stuff like that. And, you know, stuff that you've done is, is incredible. And yeah, we have come a long way with, with uh, talking about mental health, especially as men, you know, to, you know, we, we, we don't talk about it, but we, we're getting there. Um, but back in the day, honestly, I'm not just saying it. Um, there was no help. I mean, I, I had a mental breakdown. I wasn't well. I, w- I walked into that record company and I, and I screamed and shouted and I tried to leave. And all that they'd done was try to chuck more money at me. And I know that sounds great, but it, but it wasn't. I, I, I it really, wasn't a solution. To, no, I really to... needed help. I really needed help. I mean, we were struggling. And when, and when I look at what Sean went through, like we all went through it, but Sean left that band and we, we had to lie to the public. We had to say, um, oh, you know, he's got glandular fever, which he didn't. He was, he was poorly. Mm-hmm. And they made him a cardboard cutout in a video, which people laugh at and they think it's really funny. When you actually analyse that, that wouldn't happen in today's industry. They would put their arm around you and they'd say, Scott, Sean, let's get you the help you need. Don't worry about the album. The single's not important. Let's get you better. Let's send you to rehab or whatever it is. Let's send you to cancelling. Let's make sure that you as a person are mm-hmm. okay. And then we'll do, we'll put the album on hold. It didn't happen back in the day. And I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not happy that I was a, a guinea pig back then, but I'm glad that people are recognising what we went through now and maybe making it better for other people that are coming through the ranks now. Absolutely, because it's so important people do speak out, isn't it? And the fact that you did and you went into someone and said, I need help, and someone still wouldn't acknowledge it and listen, that's heartbreaking because what more can you do? You, you, you feel that you can open up and, and say, help me. And when you can't get the help and someone's solution is throw a bit more money at someone, money ain't going to patch it up or help at all. No, I mean, I got marched out of that record, uh, record company by the security guards because I had gone crazy in there. Um, I, you know, and that even that should have been an alarm bell because I'm a nice guy. I'm, I, you know, I pride myself on being a nice guy. I'm not. I'm not aggressive like that. I never was in, in the past. And and to see what I was doing in that record label and then not go, hang about, something's wrong with him. This isn't how this, this young lad normally acts. He's normally quite a nice guy. He's respectful to people. He's got manners. He's well brought up. The fact that I was in there screaming and shouting, swearing and saying, I've, I've had enough and all that, that's that should have been enough for them to go, wait, let's listen to what, the boys saying, and get him help. But you, yeah, it, it wasn't that way. Did you boys all support one another, or did that in itself was at the time you were younger? Was it was it like a different? Because you see what happened with like Little Mix and people like that. Do you know what I mean? Where the difficulties, their interpersonal difficulties, ended up causing them their the distress. Do you know what I mean? Look what happened to Jesse Nelson. You know what? You're so young. You're so young at the time, and and I don't think we did support each other enough. Um, you know, it's been well documented, you know, on, I spoke about it on the big reunion. I spoke about the problems I had with Jay. And, you know, I said some things about Jay. Everything I said was 100% true. And I'm not mm. going to slag him off now. He's not here to defend himself. But what I will say is everything I said was true. But what I didn't realise was he was going, although he dealt with it in a bad way and he took it out on me, he was going through the same things. So he mm. was probably struggling as well. So I have got to take that into account a little bit. And I don't think we were there to help each other. He was a little bit older. So, you know, I I just think there should have been someone there. Instead of going get on the stage and dance, there should have been someone there going, 
are you okay mentally strong are you physically strong are you eating i mean we didn't have like they have nutritionists now and and mass you know a massor and and like we had nothing nothing at all just just beer in the dressing room and get on the stage that was it it's crazy when you think about it now, isn't it? But better place now, you said, do you think? And especially for you guys that, that well, want to do We're doing this. it. We're on the stages now because we want to be. We're doing gigs on our own terms. We we get offered a gig. We, we look at it and we go, right, is that what we want to do? Is that how long we want to be on stage? Is that how much we want to be paid? We, we're, very, you know, we're older now and we're wiser and we, and we know what we want. And I think the difference is we can say no mm. now. We can go, do you know what? Mm, like sometimes, we'll, some weekends we'll be really greedy and we'll do, we'll do four shows in a weekend because we haven't done one for a while. Mm-hmm. Other times now we'll go, do you know what? Paul's pushing it. Let's just do the three. Let's push the other one back and see, and see when we can get it again. Because it is about a life balance now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's, you know, I want to see my kids and I want to see, the, I want to see my wife and they come along to the shows and, that's not a problem and the kids love it and the wives love it. And, you know, it's, it's a really nice environment for them to see now, you mm. know. Where can we see you on tour, Scott? Because you're doing quite um, a few locations, aren't you? Yeah, we're, so we're all, we're all over the UK, um, a, a lot in Europe as well. And as I say, we've got a tour of Australia. Um, but if you look online, there's, um, we're doing the 90s baby tour. Um, I, I don't know exactly who's on it yet because it's still, the lineup's still being, still being sorted but it will be all of the people that you know and love from the 90s i'm sure it'll be your 911s your a1s your fives your damages and stuff like that um we've just only just sort of finished the um the other tour that we were doing before the lockdown um we were doing the boys are back tour and obviously that was hot was halfway through that then we we had to uh, do the dates when when we can really but we've just finished that not so long ago which is amazing it's nice to see all the boys again and get out there and see people without masks on their faces it's uh it's lovely and it's what we all need after the last two years and there's, there's a lot to be said for going to see live music and a, and a performance um, i really show. worried actually i really worried that people would be scared to go out and see live live shows because they've been locked up for so long and and i, I did have a lot of fear that you know that people were going to be like you know have a bit of trepidation about getting back out there it seems like people are, are going do you know what I need to get out and, you know, the gigs that you were allowed to do sort of in between these lockdowns, these weird cage gigs where there were... <laughs> Bizarre. It was, it, no, it, like, it was great that they tried it and it was great that we got to do some of those. But, like, to be honest with you, they weren't... I didn't see them as proper gigs. I mean, like, half volume on some of them. You couldn't encourage the crowd to sing because, you know, obviously, you know, the particles of COVID in the air. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't right. It was weird. Um, I mean, you know, people in sections of six, like a five gig is people right at the front singing their hearts out. Everybody get up, people moving. We will rock you. You know, all these like big anthem songs and we're, and we're making people sit down. Come off it. Yeah. It's, it, honestly, when you think, when you think back to the, the stuff, I remember, I remember a friend almost getting kicked out of a venue for standing up while, while there was live music playing yeah. <laughs> you just think god we really lived through some whole, weird stuff right like, that's the whole point like the whole point I mean, okay like uh, uh, adele concert i don't think you're yeah. you know i think you could sit down at adele concert she's an amazing artist but she does slower songs i get that um maybe a westlife concert it, it, you'd got away with it 
but but a five concert, we we our main songs are in your face, big mm. pop anthems. And, you know, on this new album, we've still got that. We've got some slower ones as well. We ask people to get their lighters out and we're, um, you know, we've grown up a little bit with our music on certain songs, but the main bulk of our show is um, is singing and dancing. And I remember, I'm going to embarrass Bobby now, um, but uh, in between one of the lockdowns and we were allowed to um, to do uh, gigs, I uh, we went to the same event and um, I got up on the mic and I was singing and... Um, and I, I, I'm allowed to swear on this podcast, on, on here, on, yeah, on this radio. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, so Bobby got that into one of my performances. He'd done a little slut drop in front of me. <laughs> um, and um, it was it was incredible to see. And he, was singing, he was singing all the songs. He absolutely, do you remember the Bob? I, do, I absolutely loved it. Because I, I, I was such a... What I five song were you slut dropping? <laughs> I'll tell you which one. It was if you're getting down, and he done he done a lot. Oh, okay, I got yeah. down. Yeah, I got down. <laughs> How low can you go? Oh, wow, yeah. Hey, what's the highlight? Of, low, of... I can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. Oh, I'm so um, glad we seem to be uh, coming out the end because things are getting better now, though. Yeah, um, definitely. And you can slut drop as much as you like, Bob. <laughs> exactly. And, and I'll, I'll come and show you my slut drop again. What once uh, I'll. I'll look online, find out what, where you're touring, and I'll come and see you, boys. <laughs> I tell you what, Bob, I must say, you, you, you're looking incredible, mate. You really are. Thank you, I'm, mate. I've been following your, your journey, and um, you've done so well. You look incredible. Oh, thank you, Scott. You might, I mean, to be honest, you're putting me to shame, because in the lockdown, in the lockdown all that I'd done, the only weights I'd done was with Stellas and Rums. <laughs> <laughs> that was most of us, to be honest, yeah. yeah um, but you've been pumping some serious iron. <laughs> I've been I've been trying I've been trying mate definitely it was uh, yeah, no, well you've more than trying mate you're looking great oh thank you very much and thank you for joining us always a pleasure to catch up with you Scott I can't wait to see you again in person soon yeah lovely to see you Bob and I'll see you soon see you soon take Cheers, care Scott. thank you Scott. Bye. Bye, thank you. Bye. bye I love it when people tell stories like that Bob I love to hear it <laughs> oh yeah uh, we'll mention we'll talk about this at the end but we've got Tanya to come in. We've got Tanya to oh, come in now. We're going to bring that back up at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Tan. Hi. She is. Hello, baby. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. I've missed you. Oh, I've missed you. What a big bed you're in. <laughs> it is a big one it's a big one <laughs> you need it now with them bloody big biceps you look beautiful oh, I'm sleeping him. in there <laughs> thank you my love how have you been oh I've been alright I'm in half term hell at the minute why oh, why why is it so bad oh well my, my kids are just wild they just want to fight each other non-stop went to one of them play centers today it's like a human zoo um with like multi-colors everywhere that's the only thing that was dry in england and like get in so yeah it's called head over heels but i call it head over hell <laughs> so are you are you very ready for them to go back to school now ten yeah, and it just doesn't help with the weather because normally they're out like they're like four of my boys anyway. They've just got so much en- energy, and they're like wild dogs. You just need to set them out to go run, little fuckers, run. <laughs> <laughs> but they can't because it's too wet. <laughs> I wanted to ask you because obviously everyone will know you, you've recently announced that you've left Real Housewives of Cheshire. 
Yes, yes. Uh, I had to leave. So I had a physical, mental breakdown, basically, Bob, uh, as you know, because um, I found out I got I uh, had ADHD of when I've been treated for depression and anxiety. So all those tablets and I went on ADHD tablets and they were giving me more side effects. And then I swapped the ADHD tablets three times um, and they were just causing all these different side effects. Um, and then I ended up having a seizure and I just collapsed. So I had to just withdraw from them and just start from bottom. Um, but one of the traits, it's, it's a good trait if you can control it with ADHD is always have to be doing something like, as you know, I've got a clothing business, I've got a positivity business, I'm filming, I'm doing this, and I've got four kids, and I'm like, oh, I've got this idea and that idea, and my head and my body just just, just shut down for me. So um, the doctor said, no stress. Um, so I just had to cut, and Phil put me in Phil prison, he even took my phone off me, because I was still sneaking it and just doing work. Because I'm just <laughs> bored. Um, yeah, and because when I was a single mum as well, I'm scared of having that no money going back to that space. So I'm always like, yes, yes, I'll work, I'll work, I'll do this, I'll do that. Um, and my body and my brain couldn't take any more. So, yeah, it was sort of a forced um, on me by my family. And it's feel better stepping away from the show now because a lot of reality shows as years go on, they can become quite um, dramatic places, shall we say. Well, I'm a Taurus and I don't like change, so um, I probably would have stayed till the bitter end hanging on, but um, the fact that my health just forced me to do it, I do feel so much better. I feel clearer uh, and I'm not good in an argument. Number one, I have shit comebacks. And number two, I have bad anxiety. <laughs> um, like, your birthday, dickhead. Shut up, man. Like, God. And then I'm overthinking, why have I ever called someone a birthday dickhead? Who says that? And then number two, I'm worried about, have I upset someone? And um, So, yeah, I do feel so much better. Um, and now I'm just focusing on stuff that's not stressful and it's just helping other people. So um, I'm going to be doing a documentary on ADHD. Oh, amazing. Yeah, for ITV. So hopefully that was going to help a lot of people because it's so undiagnosed in women. Um, it's, and one in four end up um, completing suicide, uh, women who are undiagnosed. Um, and I've been in lots and lots of dark places. So hopefully it will help me navigate and learn. So, um um, but yeah, I found the medication doesn't help me. I'm rambling on you, and you have to have left fucking housewives. But this is actually so interesting to know. What I what I kind of I'm interested in as well is how important your sobriety is in all of this. Kind of. So basically, if, if you've got any mental health issues whatsoever, it's like having a little fire and then pouring gas on it, and it just mm -hmm. goes. <laughs> Well, it's a vicious cycle because when you have mental health, alcohol for that 12 hours or however many hours you have drunk for, it quietens the mind down and mm. you can just escape addiction or uh, anything. Um, it's just escaping reality. And especially ADHD, um, that's why a lot of people have addiction, obesity, um, are in prisons um, because it's just too much. So 
um, I'm really enjoying researching it and find out how I can help other people with it. So I've just had to go back to basics with eating the right diet, which I love sugar and shit. I've grown up on sugar and shit. <laughs> Ice pops, <laughs> five key sweets. Well, they were one p then. Now the fine <laughs> yeah. fucking... inflation. <laughs> I think they're about fucking one pound fifty for a penny sweet. <laughs> uh, Fred owes about twenty quid now. He oh to... my god! No, they're about fifty in London. Take out a loan. Yeah, but so, but is it is it hard? To, once you are you in a head uh, uh, mindset that you don't even really think about alcohol and things like that anymore? Um, well, I never drank alcohol a lot anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I only drank it at weekends, but when I did, I, it was a full binge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know me, Bob. I was like, if, if I'm if I'm drinking, I'm drinking. <laughs> I can't just have two. I don't see the point in having two. So that's why I never drank at home at night. But um, yeah, I was just up for a full night and then we hate myself for the full week and be so depressed and then do the same cycle the weekend after just that hamster wheel of what most people do mm. drink on a weekend press all week ready to go the weekends can't remember and then you're cringing and you're overthinking your mental health is declining 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 um when i've already got mental health issues anyway it was just like <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, I do miss a good Jager bomb. I've missed flopping a shot and I miss a glass of champagne. Um, but the alcohol free beers are really, really good. And they actually, um, I've, my brain's a bit thick and it actually believes it's quite drunk when it's had an alcohol free drink. <laughs> <laughs> the beers are quite good though. I have to say they are pretty good. They taste pretty similar, right? Yeah. The Heineken ones, especially that's my favorite. Mm. I can see me ADHD now. I'm like, because <laughs> I'm unmedicated. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, tell me about your manifesting journal that you've just brought out. Because I, I know oh, it's a huge thing for you, isn't it? That yeah. So we spoke I've, about it before. Yeah, so I've always been into manifesting. I'm, I'm actually really good at it. Um, so you have to think, number one is, and what a lot of people don't do, I think most people know about the law of attraction now. Um, whereas back in the day they didn't and that's how I came from single mom as a cleaner to ending up with my dream life now Um, and it's just knowing what you want but actually dreaming big because I've met a lot of people going oh I just want a promotion next year because you're not thinking that's you that's your beliefs just keeping you down you can have anything like Bob you can just be anything you want to be my Bob star um, so, I need you to help me with this because, and I know I've spoke to you about it before privately. Well, I've got, I've got a manifest, I've got a manifesting uh, with love event on the seventh of April, so I want you to come. I'm there, babes. I'd, I'd love yeah. to. Tell uh, us where, where, where can we, where can we find you? Do you know the dates yet? Yeah, seventh of April at Manchester Hall. I'm going to teach you how to manifest with love because you need self-love first. So we'll fill you up with self-love. Then I'm going to give you the rituals, and that's how I got Phil doing this ritual um and and all the breathing techniques and uh writing down your goals but actually how to visualize um and how to brainwash yourself because we've been brainwashed um and then people go well i've done my affirmations this morning and my life's still shit and i'm still fat bastard you've done five minutes of affirmations out of 24 hours and the rest of the 24 hours you're telling yourself well, you're a fat bastard so you've got to tip the scales do you know what i mean mm-hmm. 
So you can't just go to the gym for five minutes and expect a fucking Courtney Kardashian ass. I had this exact conversation with a friend of mine just yeah. last week who's like, I've fallen off the wagon. Are you going to this class we go to next week? And yeah. I was like, well, yeah, because I've been going every week for like four weeks. I can't, I can't yeah. just suddenly like go. Do you know what I mean? It's that yeah. maintenance of it, isn't it? Yeah, and it's it is, an everyday, it? everyday thing. Like you, you, if, you, if you're going to do squats for your bum, if you stop squatting your bum, it's going to go saggy. If you, if you stop like training your mind, it's going to go saggy. And no one wants a saggy ass and no one wants a saggy brain. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just constant brainwashing yourself and getting rid of the old brainwashing. And I think you're so right about you've got to love yourself first, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. which is hard. And that's like getting rid of the old brainwashing and it's just even setting your alarm every five minutes for the first few weeks and just brainwashing yourself, brainwashing yourself because we're brainwashed by um, our, our, our parents back in the day um, or in school teachers has potential but all this or, or, or the teachers were brutal on reports then mm. um uh tanya robinson you're gonna end up in the gutter all that type of stuff i used to put on my reports has potential but talks too much so it won't go anywhere you know all that sort of type of stuff fidgets too much um uh, so and um and the media and looking at uh looking at instasham um and comparing ourselves and then the inner self-talk that we say to ourselves, um, well, we bully ourselves. So we have to stop bullying ourselves and start. And it's all just like going to the gym, taking your mind to the gym constantly, mm. constantly, 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 until it becomes just autopilot. Like you get in a car and you just drive the car. Mind you, I still fucking cough me fucking. You must know, stay in my wheels there. <laughs> because we what? could all be guilty, I think, of being very hard on ourselves. And I'm definitely yeah. going to come to your event because yes. I think to if we could all be a little bit kinder to ourselves, yeah. it, it would make such a difference, wouldn't it? And yeah. It, it's, uh, he's sat, sat here saying that, but don't take my own advice. But you're so right. If we was half yeah. as kind to ourselves as we are to others... Yeah, make a massive difference. Yeah, definitely, and that's why I had to give up alcohol as well, and and all the tablets because a chemical. Sometimes people, um, you get a chemical um, imbalance in your brain, Um, so and people won't go to the doctors and get treated, but you have to get the right doctor. Some doctors just farm you off with antidepressants, Um, so it's hard when you've got a chemical imbalance in your brain with mental health to do that mm. does that make any sense yeah 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 no it does it's, it's honestly really interesting um, so I, when i pour alcohol in my brain i i physically can't i start is it, it it imbalances my brain mm. um and it's a depressant so it's, it's even harder for me to get my goals and dreams when i'm pouring poison in my brain and making me think shit things about myself but then I also think, look at my friends go, I want one of them fucking Jaeger bombs. <laughs> do, I, do I want a Jaeger bomb or do I want my hopes and dreams and my best life? Yeah. So where you was misdiagnosed, do, do they think now that it never was depression and anxiety, Tam? Was it always the ADHD, but they yeah. never knew it was that? Yeah, because it was so it was so undiagnosed back then. And because... Uh, where little boys they run around like you know been on the red and like and girls have a like inner restlessness and just fidget and are quite shy and and are just more like 
like really bad and that's why I've had to train myself because I'm so negative in my own head beating myself up and I think that's why I've um been to so many dark places because I've just bullied myself in my own head of this that inner restlessness which is ADHD for a girl mm. um and that's why one in four end up completing suicide it's just awful Blimey, yeah. So fascinating. Yeah, really, really fascinating. Such an amazing thing to be filming a documentary about it because I think Mm. there'll be so many people in your situation. But it's one, it takes, on the NHS, it's five to seven years waiting list to get diagnosed. Gosh, why Um, is that, Tam? Why does it take so long? God knows. But then then the government are just spending money on uh, prisons, which are undiagnosed ADHD. Obesity, mm. undiagnosed ADHD. Addictions, undiagnosed ADHD. Um, and the knock-on effect of not being diagnosed yeah. is huge. Yeah, anxiety and depression, suicides. Anxiety, a lot of it is undiagnosed ADHD. It's so common. Um, but there's just not enough funding or... Well, that's what I'm going to find out why. And well, I can't wait to see it. It's, no, it's going to be... It's obviously going to be a really, really... Uh, impressive yeah. documentary, and especially for you uh, being someone that knows it intimately and and deals with it all the time, it'll be really fascinating to watch. Yeah, well, I I, I could not be here if, if my attempts at completing suicide had worked. I could not be here. Mm. So, um, yeah. well, we're glad you are. Tanya. Thank you. you. Are. <laughs> thank, <laughs> um, you. thank you so much for for joining us this evening. Oh um, uh, no, love you all night. And Stephen, you come along too if you're free. He's in Manchester. Seven. Yeah, maybe I will. Yeah. I, I, do you know what? Yeah. I, I'm always up trying new things. So yes, do yeah, it. maybe. Um, I'm uh, going to What, darling? Remind everyone again the dates and where they can get tickets. So it is at Manchester Hall, um, 7th of April, starting at 6. And you can get the um, tickets in my bio on my Instagram, Tanya Barsley 7 or on Eventbrite. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Oh, you two guys. I love, love you, you. No, See you, you soon. Bye. bye. Take bye, care. Bye, bye, love bye. to the same. Bye. You too. <laughs> See you soon. Mwah. Mwah. Oh, so yeah really amazing like how how when you get a diagnosis like that you can transform it into such a positive and obviously she's doing really good good things now absolutely and how many people will be in that situation like so we're unaware taking one to seven years to even get diagnosed and then even if people have been diagnosed with something it might be something completely di- yeah. and it must be like someone turning a light bulb on once you finally know because I, I think it was Christine, not Christine McGuinness was talking recently about being diagnosed with autism late in her life. She's on the, on the autism spectrum. That's like, right, yeah. Like it just, yeah, I mean, it, you know, the, I'm pretty sure that I'm related to some people who have traits of autism. Do you know what I mean? Like, but they, they're too old and they wouldn't even know. So, yeah, I find, I, I find it really fascinating, all these because kind diagnosis of, is key for something, isn't it? Because like, mm. once you know... You, you can learn to, to deal and live and you can put a name on something. I think that in itself yeah. can be a huge thing. So, um, Blimey, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, I feel like asking you about slut drops now is probably a little bit inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so oh, maybe not. Maybe not for, oh, for this week. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. What a oh. shame. <laughs> Anything planned for the rest of the week, babe? Um, what have I got coming up? Um, oh, I'm going to an event this week. I'm going to an, a, a club opening, um, 
Just it's not happened for a long time. Yeah, I got an invite to go to a club opening, so that's going to be oh, fun. But that's about it, I think. What about you? It's some, yeah, a few few work things coming up, which is um, exciting. And yeah, back 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 in the gym, bit of work. Oh, I'm gonna go and have a nice little lunch with Mum. Oh, day. lovely! Bit of shopping and a nice lunch. So, lovely. Uh, yeah, exciting. Like I say, no more. I'm going to make the most of a, a week of no storms. Touch will. Yeah, get get out of the house. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Bob. There'll be another one now. Bloody hell. <laughs> I don't know what letter we're on. I'm over it. Yeah, who cares anymore? <laughs> Jesus. E, e, F, it'll be G, right? G or hey, anyway, we'll, we'll see when it arrives. Um, well, thanks everyone for listening. Till next week. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Stay safe.